We are in part four of a series we have been doing called The Body. Now, here's the main idea for this series. Christie's preached the last couple of weeks. Scripture refers to us as followers of Jesus as the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. Homestead Church is not just a church unto its own. We are a part of the body of Christ. And even in Homestead Church, we are a body of believers. So we are looking at different gifts, different roles, um, different jobs that everybody has. If you were here a few weeks ago, I'm sorry, I'm going to need to, when you start and you recognize you've got the, the cold, rainy sniffles coming and you think, I'm just going to be paying attention to that for the next 20 minutes, it's bad news. A few weeks ago, we had an illustration with Mr. Potato Head. Anybody here? We had all the kids in here. We had Mr. Potato Head. And the idea was everybody is part of the body. We all have a part to play. We have a unique part to play. Not everybody can be the eyes. Not everybody can be the arms. We have, and God has gifted us uniquely to play a part in the body. And the reason for this is two things. First of all, this is how the kingdom of God moves forward. You know, God has made it, has ordained it, that we are the hands and feet, so to speak, of Jesus. We are how the kingdom of God is going to move forward on this earth. Homestead Church, as Homestead grows, we are going to move forward as a church as everybody plays a role, finds a spot to serve, finds a ministry gift that they have, a way to serve the body. This is, how, this is the first thing. This is how the kingdom of God moves forward. But another thing about this, another reason it's important for each of us to find how we are made, how we are gifted is this causes you individually to grow in your faith. We are all about everybody as a community of people growing in our faith. We don't want you to, if you're here and you're just checking out church and you got dragged here by a relative or you are just like, my mom will leave me alone if I just go sit in church for an hour. So if that's you, great. We invite you to just do that. But after a while, we want everyone to grow. We want you to find a way to serve. We want you to get into the word and grow. This is what we are here for. And so, as a, as a way of growth, finding a place to serve, finding how you fit in the body, this is a way for you to grow. Let me illustrate it this way. In our house, we have four kids. And in a house of four kids, there are endless number of jobs that need to be done. So what we try to do, and sometimes it's harder than other times, is try to get some of the kids to do some of the jobs, right? If parents, you understand, if I could just get these kids to do some stuff, we would get a clean kitchen. If my kids you know, after 50, 16 years, could learn that dirty dishes go in the dishwasher, that step right there, that would, that would do wonders for our kitchen. So what we, what we want to do when we teach our kids to do some work is the same two things. We want it to be so that there's less work for mom and dad because all you all kids are just sitting on the couch. You can play your part. But in addition to that, what do we want our kids to do? We want them to grow. We want them to one day be responsible adults that will know how to put the dishes in the dishwasher, that will know how to clean their room. They will, this is part of their growth, right? So that's why we do it. It's the same thing with us in the body of Christ. We have jobs that need to be done at Homestead Church, and we want you to find a place to serve. But in addition to that, and probably more than that, is God wants you to grow in the area of service in your life. God wants you to contribute and find a way to serve the kingdom because that will cause you to grow. So that's why we're doing this series. And my prayer is that each of us would just take that next step of growth, that we would find what we are gifted at, that we would recognize that God has gifted each of us in certain ways and that he has called each of us to serve. 
And specifically, we would love to help you plug in at Homestead Church. For this whole series, we've got different sign-ups in the lobby there, more information about ways that you can serve. We would love to have you sign up as we go through this series called The Body. So the main scripture that we have been looking at is in Ephesians. Christy has been using this scripture as we have taught the last few weeks. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. This is kind of the theme scripture for this whole series. The words will be up on the screen if you want to follow along. Ephesians 4, verse 11 says this. So Christ himself... Ooh, I got a different translation right here. Now, these are the gifts of Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Now, the Apostle Paul is writing to this group of believers in Ephesus, and he is listing those five things. So we have a list of those five things. You can throw it up on the screen. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher, and pastor. And we've been going through each of those. So Christy last week talked about those with a gift of teaching. Now, each time we've, we've talked about one of these, there's kind of two themes. First is that there is general things for everybody. In a general sense of the term, we are all called to be to teach other people how to do things. But then specifically, there are those, some of you here, that are gifted by God specifically to be teachers, whether in the church or this is what God has designed you to do. So last week, Christy talked about being a teacher. Um, week, uh, the week before that, she talked about an apostle, which is really a visionary or someone who's starting up new things. So today, we are looking at another one on that list, the prophet. Okay, we are looking at the gift of prophecy or what it means to be a prophet. Now, you might be thinking right now, well, apostle, yeah, I get that. I, I like to start new things or I like to, you know, I'm a kind of a visionary or thinking ahead. I could be an apostle or maybe a teacher. Sure, I like to teach things or I like to explain things to other people. But a prophet, I don't think I'm a prophet because we all have this kind of weird, well, at least I do. Maybe you're with me. You have this weird idea of what it means to be a prophet. You think, I don't think I'm one of those because that sounds kind of scary, kind of mystical. You think of someone, maybe you think of like the angry dude on the street corner with his sign saying the end is near, those sorts of things. Or the people that get on the news and they've deciphered the code and the world is going to end on May 19th or whatever, you know, whatever day they dis decipher that the world is going to end. Maybe you think of someone who can see the future. And, uh, and, or maybe it's, um, you know, maybe it's someone who's very opinionated and they like to not just state their opinions, but say, not only do I want this, but this is what God wants. You know, maybe it's someone like that where they, a lot of people going around and said, God told me, kids, you're supposed to put the dishes in the dishwasher, that sort of prophecy kind of thing, Right? If you grew up in any sort of kind of charismatic or Pentecostal church environment, maybe you've experienced this in church. This, I grew up, my whole life has been in these kind of church environments. So I've experienced this in the church world. Maybe you've been somewhere where in the middle of nowhere, in the, out of nowhere, in the middle of service, somebody just starts shouting something out from the congregation. And everyone just kind of gets nervous. I remember those moments as a kid. Anyone ever experienced that in a church? I remember that as a kid. All of a sudden, someone would just start shouting something from the church, and they were giving a word of prophecy. But for those of us sitting in the student section, we thought, this is really weird. I'm so glad I didn't invite my friend to church today because this got really weird all of a sudden. But maybe you've experienced that. But the idea was they had a word from God that needed to be shared. This was the gift of prophecy. And sometimes, and, I, and I'll admit, sometimes I've been in a church service and it was right on. It just felt like someone was sharing something that needed to be shared. And I'll be really honest with you, sometimes there's been times where someone has shared something and we've talked about it later and said, 
yeah, that wasn't right. That felt like more like their opinion. And honestly, there are stories, like famous stories of people, you know, when I, anytime I get together with some pastor friends, we'll share stories like this, where people will, will speak up in a word of prophecy, but theirs is, we need to sing more hymns in church. And, you know, that's not really a word from the Lord. That's more, they're just trying to get some more ammo behind their personal opinion. But I've experienced all that in the, in the church body as, as I grew up. But I want to talk about that today, the role of a prophet. And as with the other ones, there's going to be some general things that will apply to everybody, and then there are going to be some specific things that maybe this is a way that God has gifted you. Maybe there's some things where you'll say, oh, this, this actually might be a way that God is using me. Maybe there's some specific things that you say, yeah, that actually seems like the way God has wired me. And you might think, that uh, maybe God is speaking to you to, to rise up into that role today. So let's look at the scriptures and see a little bit about what the scripture talks about with the gift of prophecy. In the Old Testament, now we've talked about this several times, the Old Testament is all about the nation of Israel, how they were formed as a nation. They were in slavery in Egypt. They got delivered into the promised land. They wandered in the desert. And every step along the way, even after they were in the promised land, when they had kings, or even before they had kings, every step of the way, there was all these times where they would have this one question. And maybe you can go through life and you have the same question. What does God want me to do now? The nation of Israel would say, what does God want us to do? He's led us here. And there were times when you would see God delivering people, guiding people, whether they were in slavery or in the promised land. You see, them direct, you see God directing them physically. Walk this path over here. Stay here. Fight this battle against these people over here. Don't fight this battle here. All these specific times when God was giving very specific direction and guidance. And you also see times when God was guiding them in their hearts, when God was saying, there is compromise in your hearts. There, has, there is sin that has entered the camp. There is an issue of sin in your midst, and you need to deal with it. There was times where this was actually very specific, where God would speak to the nation of Israel and say, there is sin amongst you, and it's that guy over there, like pointed out the individual that there was sin. How'd you like to be that guy? I imagine, and, and all these things, this is how God would speak to the nation was through the prophet. There would be somebody who rose up that God called and said, you're going to be the prophet. You're going to speak to the people on my behalf. So I imagine after a while, every time the prophet would come along, and this could be, you know, there was any number of well-known prophets in the Old Testament, Isaiah and Jeremiah and Daniel and a number of others. But I imagine there were times when the nation would see the prophet coming and instantly they'd start feeling like, oh no, what have I done? Is this going to be one of those times where he points me out and single-handedly and says, yeah, I'm to blame for the downfall of the nation, one of, the, one of those things? But a prophet really simply was this, a proclaimer of the will of God, Right? Someone who's a prophet is someone who proclaims the will of God, someone who tells the people what they are doing wrong, someone who guides the people on God's behalf, someone who is a guidance, a voice of correction, a voice of guidance. So now, now that I've explained it that way, maybe you're thinking, huh, maybe I am a prophet, right? I love to tell people everything they're doing wrong, right? And some of you are nudging a spouse right now. I love to offer solutions. I can fix anything. So it turns out, I'm not annoying, I'm a prophet, you know? 
Now, if you're here and you're thinking that you might be a prophet or you might just be a difficult person to deal with, you know, the, the line is kind of thin at times. Um, but I wanted to read a scripture from Jeremiah chapter 1. This is one of the, the better-known prophets in the Old Testament, Jeremiah. This is the time when God called him to be the prophet. Jeremiah 1, verse 4 through 8. Words are going to be on the screen. It says this. The word of the Lord came to me. This is Jeremiah talking. The word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. So right away, Jeremiah is giving all the reasons why he can't do what God has called him to do. Verse seven, but the Lord said to me, do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. I love that calling of Jeremiah. I love applying that truth to my life, and you can apply that truth to your life. Don't be afraid. Young people, maybe you feel like God is calling you to do something. Don't be afraid, right? God is saying that same thing to you. I knew you before you were even born. And I have called you for these things. I have called you to do these things. And even at times where you think you're too young or you're not gifted or you don't have the words to say, you know confidently that God is with you, that he goes with you. I love that promise. Now, God is telling Jeremiah, as the prophet, it's not going to be easy. There's going to be times where I have difficult things for you to say. There's going to be times when the truth of God needs to be shared to a group of people, and it is not going to be well received. God is even saying this to Jeremiah right from the beginning. There's going to be times when they fight against you. There's going to be times when they reject you, but do not be afraid. I am with you every step. The prophet had to be bold enough to stand up to the king, and in that day, no Nobody stood up to the king except the prophet. When he would go to the king and say, God told me to tell you this, you're leading the people wrong. You need to do this. There is compromise in your heart. Imagine being that person that had to do that. God has called you to speak to the leaders and to other people with what God has put in your heart to say. People like Jeremiah with this prophetic gift are able to discern or hear what God is saying and they are obedient to share it with others, others, even when it is difficult to share. So in a sense, this is something we all are called to do as people of God, right? We are the light in the world. This is something we are called to do, is to share the truth of Scripture to a world around us and a world that doesn't often or doesn't at times want to hear it or isn't excited to hear it. Now this here is such a complicated issue. As far as the church world goes and how do we express the truths of God in a world that doesn't want to hear it, this is a very complicated issue and one that we should dive into some other day. <laughs> in, our, in our culture today, speaking the truth, we need people who aren't just you know, spouting off their own views or opinions, who aren't just saying what they think should be done, but are, who are truly hearing from God saying this needs to be proclaimed to the people. This truth of God needs to be confidently proclaimed. These are people with a prophetic gift. And in a way, this is something we are all, as followers of Jesus, called to do. Just personality-wise, and maybe you know this about you, or maybe you know somebody like this, people with this prophetic gift typically are people who see things very black and white. Well, this is right and wrong. They just kind of, it's very absolute. They're very quick to say, well, that's wrong. 
well, that's right. And so my wife would say that about me, but that might not be prophecy. Again, that might fall into the more difficult person category at times. Perhaps you recognize that in yourself. People with this gift are truth tellers. They don't mind telling somebody the truth, even if it's difficult. So maybe that's something you recognize in your heart or in someone that you know. 1 Corinthians, I'm going to read a verse from 1 Corinthians chapter 14. This is where the Apostle Paul talks about this gift of prophecy. Now this 1 Corinthians 14, the chapter before is the famous love chapter. Love is patient, love is kind. So this is all the stuff that Paul has been talking about. And then he says this, following it up immediately in, fi- in chapter 14. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1 through 4. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue, you've heard of speaking in tongues, does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves. But the one who prophesies edifies the church. What a great word that is. The one who shares these words from God, these prophecies, edifies the church, builds up the church. This gift of prophecy could be an encouragement or a correction or a specific direction or guidance. But the reason that God has people to do this in a local church is to edify people, is to say, I know you're wandering down this path, but God has a better way for you. I know the church is thinking about this, but I really feel like God is speaking this This is what the design of this gift of prophecy is for, to edify, to build up the church, the people in the church. There's a professor of ours from North Central that Christy and I both had named Dr. Carolyn Tennant, and we've been reading a book that she wrote on these gifts of the Spirit. And uh, and there's a quote that I wanted to read, and it's going to be up on the screen. This is a quote from Carolyn Tennant. Can we throw it up there on the screen? There it is. The prophetic word can be used to share God's correction to us individually or as a church. If the plumb line is off even a little, we can build ourselves into the leaning tower of Pisa. The Lord wants the church to be built square and straight. So he uses this important aspect of his spirit to do that work. I love that idea of being built on a solid foundation. And you know the Leaning Tower of Pisa where it's this slanted building in Italy where I I imagine when they built the foundation, they thought, look straight. And then they kind of kept building and building and building. And this happened to me when I, was, when I was putting tile in our old kitchen where I thought, the first row, that looks great. And by the end, it was like, oh, I've made kind of like a curve here. And I didn't notice it at first. The same guys that built that leaning tower of Pisa, they thought, this is fine. And then about halfway up, they're like, oh, got a little bit of a slant here. And I'm sure they didn't think this will be a famous landmark someday. I think they thought, we're going to get fired or maybe hung for doing such a bad job on this building. But... Um, That's the idea of this gift of prophecy, is to make sure we are building not only our church, but our lives on the solid foundation of Scripture. People with this gift of prophecy will know the right direction to go. Now this, as I have mentioned, is tricky in a local church. It's tricky in a local church. Everybody has opinions. And I've been in churches where someone has an opinion and they want something to be done and they don't feel like it's being listened to, so then the next step is to say, well, this isn't just what I want. This is what God wants. God is saying this. This can be so tricky. I've had times in my life where people have shared something in a church service like this that I knew was God speaking right to me. 
I knew it was a prophetic word for me, that this was God speaking to my heart. I've also had times where there's been people who have kind of said from the pulpit prophetic things. And, I, and again, I was pretty cynical as a, as a youth group member. So I'd be in a youth rally, you know, hundreds of teenagers around, and the preacher would say, I just sense there's some teenage boys here struggling with lustful thoughts. And I remember thinking, well, that's like, that's like shooting fish in a barrel in this room, right? I mean, that's, what, <laughs> that's a pretty easy one to prophesy. There's been times where individuals came up to me individually, just one-on-one, and said, in all humility said, this might not be right, but I really sense that God is saying this to you. And they shared something with me that was right on. There was a time when Christy and I were ready to take a big step of faith, big transition, before anyone knew about it. Someone came up to me and said, God spoke to me and said that there's, there's like a transition coming for you guys, and that you don't need to worry. He's with you. He's with you. And in that moment, again, it wasn't like this earth-shattering, oh, he's with us, because the Bible says he's always with us. But in that moment, to hear that God was speaking to someone else, and they came and talked to me, how edifying was that to me, right? How much did that build up my faith, my heart, my spirit? There's been times, honestly, where someone came up to me and shared a word with me, this is years ago, that was a challenge to me, said, you are trying to operate in this ministry, but God is trying to fix this in your heart. There's something in your heart that God's trying to get to. And again, it was right on. It was right on. And of course, there's been times when people came up to me and shared things with me, and I thought, I don't think that's right. And what did I do? I went and I asked other people. There was a time where someone challenged me on something, and I was like, I don't think that's right, but I don't want to just be like self-absorbed and and can't take correction. So I would go talk to other people, and I would check it out with them. Do you see this in me? And so there's been times where all these things happen. And you know what? I appreciate all those times. I want our church to be a place where stuff like this can happen. And even if we think we might get it wrong sometimes, that's all right. This is part of what it means to grow in these gifts where we say, Maybe and, and I think humility is just the posture to always do this in if you want to talk to somebody or talk to even leaders at the church and just say, here's what I think God is saying. Um, here's what I think as I was praying that God was speaking to me. I want our church to operate in this. I want this to be a part of the body that is functioning well. And likewise, there's been times where I have felt led to share something with other people. There's been times where I've woken up in the middle of the night and all I've done, have you ever done this where you wake up in the middle of the night and you're just thinking about somebody? And there's been times where I've been kept trying to go back to sleep and after a while I realize maybe God is just wanting me to pray for that person. There's been times where I've shared with them the next day, hey, you know what, I, God put you on my heart. I couldn't even sleep last night, so I was just praying for you. Is everything okay? And that's times where they say, I can't believe that. This is when this was happening. This is when this was happening. There's been times where I'll be praying or reading the word and just something will pop into, or a person will pop into my mind. And again, it's just something where I'll contact them and say, hey, I don't know if this is right, but this is what God put on my heart for you. And it can be just as simple as that. Just if there's a moment you sense that God is speaking something to you, be willing to share it. This is the prophecy gift. This is what God spoke to Jeremiah. I'm going to put things in your heart that you need to tell the people I want you to tell. I want you to tell everything that I tell you to Tell everything I speak to you to whoever I want you to. This is the gift of prophecy. And I think there's people in this room who have this gift. And maybe you know it, maybe you recognize it, and maybe you don't. But I think about this as Homestead Church, as we continue to grow, as we continue to make an impact in our community, as we want to do. Imagine this. 
Someone who is cynical, skeptical, feels like they're just getting dragged to church. They don't want to be here. They come into a church service just like this, and they sit down. Now, we can do all sorts of cool things with videos and lights, and I can, I can try to dress as cool as I can. And That person isn't going to be like, wow, church is awesome. You know, we're not going to cool anybody into the kingdom, I don't think, right? We're not going to do it. And you might be thinking, especially you, you know, it's... I get it. I don't, I'm not wearing those skinny jeans. It gets hot in here in the summer, and in those skinny jeans, it would be rough. Lots of chafing going on. Sorry. That clearly was not a word from the Lord just now. Imagine that person coming into church service, and instead of all those things happening, at some point, somebody comes up to them and says, hey, as we were praying... This might be right or this might be wrong, but as we were praying, God spoke to me and told me to share this with you. And imagine that person saying something that specifically hits them in the heart, something specifically that they're dealing with. You think that their eyes are going to be opened to that there is a God who loves them? Do you think their eyes are going to be opened that there might be something real going on here? When we operate in these gifts, it is something that even the people furthest from God are going to be saying, wow, I... How did they know that? There must be God at work in that person in this place. Their eyes are going to be open. Their faith is going to be lifted. So how do we do this? I just wanted to share one other story in the few minutes we have left. It's a story found in the book of Samuel. There's a man named Eli. Eli is the high priest in the temple. This is before the kings in Israel Eli is an old man working in the temple. Samuel is a young boy who is also working in the temple. And what's happening is Samuel, this young boy, he's going to bed, and he keeps hearing somebody calling his name, Samuel, Samuel. So Samuel gets up and runs over to where Eli is, and he's like, Eli, you called me. What's up? You know, he didn't say what's up. You called me. What do you have for me, Eli? And Eli's like, I didn't say anything. Go back to bed. So Eli, or Samuel goes back to bed again. Samuel hears the voice, Samuel, Samuel. So he gets up, runs to Eli. This is all in this, in this, chap, in this story in, uh, in 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 3. He runs in again, talks to Eli. You called me. You called me. What's up? So I didn't call you. Go back to bed. Third time, Samuel, Samuel runs in. Eli, you called my name. What's going on? Nothing. And then Eli finally realizes what is going on. And we're going to pick up that story here, 1 Samuel 3 verse 8. A third time. The Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and laid down in his place. And the Lord came and stood there, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And then Samuel said, Speak for your servant is listening. Speak, for your servant is listening. And then God went on to call Samuel to be a prophet. God went on to tell Samuel all the things that he wanted to share to the nation of Israel. God called Samuel that day to be his voice to the people. And those words, I want those words to ring true in our heart today. Those words that Samuel said, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. 
for all followers of Jesus, this needs to be part of our life. Speak, for your servant is listening. We have to be able to hear what God is saying, to be able to recognize when God is talking to you. This can be a difficult thing. There are plenty of times where I sense something and I'm like, is that you, God, or is that, you know, that I didn't sleep well last night? You know, there's times when that happens. Lord, is that you? But all of us should have that posture of saying, speak to me, God. I am listening to you. I am willing to obey. I am willing to hear your voice. We have to learn to recognize his voice. So how do we do that? Well, first of all, we have to start here. And I've said this a number of times. We have to start by knowing the word of God. I think too often as believers, we say, God, I need you to guide me. Tell me something. What should I do in this situation? And I think we need to start here with the 2,000 or so pages of words that God has already given us. Let's start there, hearing the voice of God through his word. But as you read and as you pray, I want there to be times where each of us just say, speak to me, Lord, I'm listening. If there's something you want to share to me, if there's a way that you want me to be used with this gift to share to others, if there's something in your scripture that you want me to share to somebody else, I'm listening. I'm going to be obedient. And I love the, my favorite part of that story of Eli and Samuel, when Eli recognized that God was calling Samuel. It would have been pretty easy for Eli to say, you know what, I think it's God. Let me hear from God, and then I'll tell you, Samuel, what God says. But what does Eli do instead? He wants to raise up Samuel to hear the voice of God. So he says, Samuel, I want you to hear from God yourself. I don't want to be the go-between between you and God. You need to hear from God. In a church environment like this, this is not something for me to do or Christy to do or the leaders. This is not going to be a place where it's like, come to the pastor and the pastor will hear from God and then dispense all the wisdom. No, that I want all of us to be raised up where we hear the voice of God, where we hear what God is saying. Parents, with our kids, we want to teach them any number of things, but wouldn't it be great if one of those things was we want you to know when God is guiding you and speaking to you, right? We want our kids to know this so that they can have that relationship with God, so that they can be led by God, right? This is what we want for our kids. Speak, for your servant is listening. And finally, the last thing is this. It's not just enough to hear what God is saying, but to be willing to obey. It's not enough for any follower of Jesus to know the word, but we've got to apply it. It's not enough when, God, when we feel God is speaking to us to hear him, but we have to obey. If you want to know the easiest way to continue to hear from God is those times where you sense that he's speaking to you, you respond. You obey. If you'll do that, I think that's just going to cause more and more times when you recognize what God is doing. It's not enough to just hear it. We have to obey. So will we act when we hear the voice of God? Will we apply the truth of Scripture to our life? Will we respond? Again, a complicated issue is the truth of God shared in our culture today. But how we do it is going to be everything. How we apply this truth, how we speak and proclaim this truth in our world is going to make such an enormous difference. The other story, and I'm not going to read this, but you know the story of Jonah. Jonah was another prophet. 
What did Jonah, what happened to Jonah? God spoke to him and said, you got to go to the city of Nineveh and you got to tell them that I'm about to wipe them out because of their wickedness. And what does Jonah do? He hears from God. He runs the other way. He wants nothing to do with that. Jonah didn't respond, and eventually God had some pretty unique, creative ways of getting Jonah to listen, involving a big fish and and a few other things, and a storm, and a boat, and all those things. And Jonah begrudgingly ends up in Nineveh, proclaims the truth of God. People of Nineveh, God's going to wipe you out if you don't repent. And what happens? The people of Nineveh fall to their knees and repent, and God gives mercy Look at, this, look at what was hinging on Jonah's obedience. An entire city saved. We must be able to hear the voice of God, and we must respond. So, for each of us here today as we wrap up, don't shy away from the truth. Don't shy away from truth. Prophets had to be bold with their proclamations. They had to challenge the king. For me, there's been times where I've sensed God challenging me more to speak boldly in certain situations. This is just something that God has been challenging me. Now, if this is you, if this is something that God's going to use you with, you have to be careful when be speaking on behalf of God, right? If we're going to say God says this, we better make sure that we are doing our part and making sure that we're just not making it up. It's always got to be out of humility and love. It's not just our opinions, and using God as kind of our heavenly reinforcement, but it is hearing from God. And in a church service like this, there might be times where you feel like God wants something to be shared. And what I would love is for you to respond to that and to just come talk to the leaders, whoever's here, and say, hey, I think God, I want you to have the faith to say to us, I think God might be saying this. I think God might be saying this. I'm not sure that I want to have the environment where everyone's just standing up yelling stuff, but, you know, if, if that's what happens, that's what happens. I think more often than not, that can cause people to be like, wow, I'm never coming back here again. But if it's the voice of God, I think everyone's going to respond. But if you sense God speaking to you something, I want you to come tell us and say, this is what I think God is speaking. And I want us all together to be an environment where we have this gift, this prophetic gift working in our church. Amen? So I want us, as we close today, let's just bow our heads. I think just the big takeaway is those words that Samuel said to God that day is, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. I think we just need to have that as people of God, just to have that humble posture and just say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So, Lord, we are here today. God, we are here today. We are part of your body, and we love that you Speak to us, that you guide us. Man, we walk through life so aimless at times. There are so many times where we need direction or help or miracles. And what a blessing it is knowing our Heavenly Father speaks to us, guides us, provides power, provides direction, provides miracles. So thank you for being a God that responds to us. And Lord, we are listening to you. So Lord, help us to hear your voice individually. Help us to just know when you're speaking to us. Help us to dive into your word, to spend time in prayer so that we could get times where we are hearing what you are saying to us and to your church. So this week, our prayer is the same. Speak, for your servant is listening. Speak to us this week, and we will respond. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said... Amen.